Comedy podcast that negotiated an $85 million free agent contract between 6 o'clock and 6.01 p.m. like God intended. I'm your host, Adam Weiner, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, on your Twitter timeline between Shams and Woj, firing off some incredible observations about the workaday world, creating a fake account but for Dan Rather with two N's and three R's, offering Tony Snell three years and $45 million just to feel something, and calculating the salary cap before deciding whether or not to buy Mentos. Average size show today, but first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. Before NBA free agency started, Kawhi Leonard declined his $36 million player option with the intention of signing a bigger deal with LA, then celebrated the move by biting all the way through a metal can. Leonard could explore other options, though, like slowly hoisting free throws at halftime of Team USA basketball games and replacing America's police force while dancing sideways. Chris Paul is signing a four-year deal with the Phoenix Suns that will take him through his age 79 season. Years three and four aren't guaranteed, though, and depend on whether Medicare cuts are extended. Point guard Kyle Lowry is heading to the Miami Heat in a sign-and-trade. Lowry says he's looking forward to experiencing the Heat culture, which is what scientists are calling the COVID variant native to South Beach. Lakers icon Alex Caruso and former Lakers icon Lonzo Ball are both headed to the Chicago Bulls, which is all fun and games until LeVar Ball realizes who exactly is getting playing time over his son this time. Fans might remember Caruso from scoring 35 points a game if they only follow the Lakers via Bleacher Report tweets. The Lakers have signed Carmelo Anthony, which means after five years of ignoring him, LeBron James just dropped him an, oh man, sorry, just saw this text. After signing veteran after veteran, it looks like the Lakers have the best roster of 2014 and also this season. Damn it, they're good. People might be wondering why Malik Monk agreed to join the Lakers for just $1.5 million. That's his salary, but Rob Palenka will also be financing his workplace comedy Ice Cubicle for $35 million. Monk will write and direct. Swimmer Katie Ledecky strongly refuted rumors she plans to retire after the Olympics and instead says she'll contend in both 2024 and 2028, but there's still plenty of time for her to backstroke on that. American swimmer Lily King said the Russians should not be in Tokyo because of their blood doping scandal. She's not telling the whole story though. The Russian athletes are competing at this year's games, but they've had to do it without their blood. Yankee starters Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery have tested positive for COVID in the team's third fully vaccinated outbreak of the season. And you know what? It's getting kind of suspicious. The Red Sox fired Alex Cora last year and he immediately got an internship in an infectious disease lab. The New York Mets declined to sign top pick Kumar Rocker, somehow only the second worst outcome they've ever had with a rocker. Afterwards, owner Steve Cohen took to Twitter to write, education time, baseball draft picks are worth up to five times their slot value to clubs. I never shy away from investments that can make me that type of return. Yeah, because earnest statements usually begin with education time. That's like opening up a eulogy with, okay, here's the facts. Rocker will re-enter the draft next year after a gap year. Presumably, he'll come back with a scarf begging to be called Kumar Rocket. And Simone Biles won the bronze medal in the balance meme to end a turbulent Olympic Games. Unfortunately, she was trying to do the uneven bars. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? 
I don't know. If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. I'm not sure what those orbits are, you just spinning yourself around of your own volition with no end goal, but even so, it's gonna feel better no matter what you're doing. What's inside the perfect package? You'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, a weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and it's even waterproof, so you can do this in those little crevices on Mars where they found water. Is that a good reference? If you're interested, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Coming up next, equestrian champion Jessica Springsteen. Katie Ledecky, Kevin Durant, Megan Rapino. These are some of the biggest names competing for the U.S. this summer. Another familiar name you may be surprised to be included, Springsteen. No, not the boss himself. His daughter, Jessica Springsteen, is a top equestrian jumper representing the U.S. in Tokyo. We are lucky enough to have her joining us on the show. Jessica, welcome, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Adam. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I can hear the excitement in your voice um how how has your time in tokyo been so far oh it's it's an unbelievable experience really i think everyone everyone should try it if they get a chance yeah i i I mean i think japan seems like an amazing place to visit oh right but like competing in the olympics i mean everyone should compete in the olympics really unique experience right i mean we we can't all compete in the olympics though sorry uh sorry it's just a little thrown uh, okay jessica springsteen uh, of the springsteen family tell us how you first got into riding oh well i guess i had a pretty normal childhood my parents moved from la to new jersey to raise me to, and to avoid the paparazzi sure uh, moved to a little town in monmouth county bought a 300 acre farm you know i started riding when i was four years old and uh, I got my first pony when I was six. I think like like a lot of little kids, you know. Yeah, that's uh, typical little kid stuff. Your parents, you know, every parent isolates their children in in the yard of a mansion and then gets them a pony at a young age. Sure, for sure. Lots of little girls like ponies. You know, I was six years old. Like every every six year old, I wanted a pony. You know, on the farm we had, we had chickens and goats, and two, we had two ostriches. Uh, but I focus on riding horses because. Those were the ones with the organized competitions. Yeah. You know, every six-year-old wants a pony, but every six-year-old Springsteen gets a pony. That's just the main that's, difference. That, that is I, my experience, right? Yeah, that's that's the main difference I sort of feel. Now, now you you haven't had, you know, an easy life, though, I would imagine. You know, it's it's you know, when you're when you're cut off from society, it's easier than when you rejoin it with such a famous name. What what have been the biggest challenges of growing up with with such a famous name? You know, Adam, there's always going to be people who think that you only wear, are where you are because of who your daddy is. Yeah. My hard work got me to be where I am. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Plus the hard work of the horse who does most of the work. 
Oh yeah. But but my dad, he just did normal dad stuff. You know, he drove me to lessons. He, he encouraged me when he, I wanted to quit. You know, he, he bought me a gold medal winning horse from British Olympian, Peter Charles in 2012. You know, just the kind of things that any dad would do to, to support his little girl. Yeah. He, your dad really stuck the finish line on that one with the, with one specific thing. I mean, I, I hate to be this, this interviewer, but do, do you feel like people are, are sort of discounting your Olympic accomplishments because you're let's face it. I mean, your dad is a famous rock star, the famous rock star. You know, Adam, I'm glad you asked me this, but I didn't get my dad's songwriting ability. I didn't get my dad's ability to empathize with working class Americans. And I didn't get my dad's voice. I, you don't need famous parents to be a successful equestrian. You just need rich parents. Yeah. If you're rich and you're not in the Olympics, well, you just didn't work as hard as me. I guess you kind of have a point there, but you, you mentioned not getting your dad's voice. No one has, has ever mentioned to you that you sound exactly like... Like a gold medal winner. I sure hope so. Baby, me and this horse will burn run. No, yeah. See, when you sang that song, you sounded exactly like... Like someone having the best week of their life. Guilty as charged. Sorry, I'm so happy. I just... I like it's like a great thunder one out run. Me and me and Don Juan to Dakuhuvi. That's the real name of my horse. When we ride by people are like, this just sounds like Thunder Road. Yeah, again, through all of that, you really sound like Like Billy Joel. Voice of America, Billy Joel. You know, I get that a lot, but I don't hear it. Okay, Jessica Springsteen, everybody. Good luck in Tokyo. Okay, sorry, I'm like a hundred percent sure that was actually Bruce Springsteen. I I apologize for only asking equestrian questions. And now a message from the United States Olympic Committee. We hope you're enjoying the games of the 32nd Olympiad and have been cheering all our beloved American athletes. Unfortunately, some of the headlines have been stolen by an athlete who was mostly unable to compete, Simone Biles. And while we wish that weren't the case, we understand. Most of you were excited to see Biles hurtle through the air, a fraction of an inch on a twist away from a catastrophic brain injury at all times. Some of you, though, let your frustration at her decision overshadow your previous excitement. We've read some interesting outsider opinions on Biles' mental health from all corners of the internet. So since we've had some time to kill during the gymnastics broadcast, we're not watching those, we've done a deep dive into some of those commenters' personal histories. And after a thorough examination, it seems none of them should be talking at all. Matt Thomason, aka Mattadiculous34 on Twitter, there were 33 other Mattadiculouses, once called out sick from work because of, quote, there is a big B. Hmm, does that seem like a valid use of a sick day, Matt? Suck it up and do your job. Angela Arbery, a frequent Facebook commenter on CNN stories who often writes, who cares, obviously you do, once RSVP'd no to a friend's wedding because, quote, a pen got stuck in my pocket and I tried to get the pen out and I ripped my pocket, so now I can't practice my autograph. And to that we say, practice for what? Are you famous? Do you think you're about to become famous? Oh my god, do you have like a Chewbacca mom thing planned? Like you bought a baby Yoda mask and you're gonna do the Cupid shuffle? 
Oh my god, kill me. Charles Cordray, otherwise known as the Conscientious Nihilist on Twitter. Holy shit, what a bad handle. His profile pic is Nietzsche and Morty. Tweeted, Miss Biles is another example of this soft generation that's been told for two decades that they're good enough, smart enough, and their shit smell like raspberries. Piffle. Two days prior, though, he tweeted a picture of a middle-aged woman in a sweatshirt that says Arbor Day 1992 with the caption, Mom, happy birthday. Thanks for always treating me like the perfect man and telling me my shit smells like raspberries. Okay, you know what? This guy just has a thing. We also came across several negative Instagram commenters whose accounts deserved an audit. 248 of these commenters recently posted a personal photograph on a beach with the caption, Take me back. 192 commenters posted a photograph of a significant other with the caption, I'll keep him, or I'll keep her, or brunch with this idiot. 144 of them posted a photograph of the exterior of a Bass Pro Shops with the caption, Take me back. And 94 commenters recently posted a photograph of them in a hospital bed with the caption, Just tried to do gymnastics despite my head not being in it, and I ended up tearing my body apart. So before you criticize a once-in-a-generation athlete, scrutinize your own life and decide whether or not you have the spotless record necessary to send such barbs. And by the way, you can just go back to Bass Pro Shops. Take a car or a bus. There's one in every suburb. And now, with a special guest final flame on NBA Free Agency, Colin Coward. NBA Free Agency has come and gone, with the Los Angeles Lakers looking like a once-in-a-generation group. Once in a generation. Take your average generation, scan the totality of his basketball teams, and you won't find a superior unit. But what about the 2004 Lakers? They had firepower. They had both fire and power sold separately. Well, the 2004 Lakers were like a Maserati. You're driving around any year from 1985 to 2004. You see a Maserati pull up alongside you. You know exactly what you saw. You knew the name. The 2021 Lakers are like a DeLorean. Innovative wings. The future. That makes sense, right? Everyone listening likes and understands this. I hear your complaints, though. I read the Twitter sphere five minutes before I go to bed and for a solid hour after I wake up. I'm in bed. I don't move. They're old. They're old. LeBron doesn't need more help. LeBron doesn't need help. Who is he now? A sperm donor at the last second saying, you know what? Not going to use a magazine. I'm just going to wing it. Everyone needs help. Championships are built on how helpful your help is. Remember, this team is a DeLorean. Automatic doors built for the future and the past. You can put a dog in it and send it through time. That's exactly what Doc did. Doc, of course, being Rob Palenka. So who's the favorite next year? Anybody's guess? No. Antibody's guess. Whoever makes it through the season intact, my friend. Whoever makes it through the season intact. Could be the Brooklyn Nets. Could be the Milwaukee Bucks. Could be the Harlem Globetrotters if they're the last one standing. Impossible, impossible, impossible to predict now. That first minute of free agency always gets your head spinning like Simone Biles in midair. But by 6.02, it's spinning like Simone Biles in midair this year. You lose your thoughts. You're no longer in control. You think the Chicago Bulls might be the DeLorean, but they're not. They're a detached motor sitting by the side of the road letting off steam while a guy named Mario stands beside it pointing at you going, You! You did this! You're freaking crazy, man! You cut me off! My final thoughts... This year's Lakers could be the greatest team ever assembled. Or 
they could be the greatest disaster we've ever seen. Yes, that's what they pay me for, saying opposite extremes and letting you do the rest of the work. I'm right either way. My thanks to Adam Turkle and Simone Biles Reply Guys. Happy Olympics and see you next week.